1: We all have different tastes in music Some of us like hip-hop Some of us like vaporwave So shouldn't we all be able to have different wireless options too? Because while one person might need unlimited Shared data might work better for someone else And other people could be into having a mix of each All in one plan But that's their way Exactly the way they want it It's your wireless Your rules Only with Xfinity Mobile Go to XfinityMobile.com Call 1-800-XFINITY Or visit a store today Restrictions supply Requires post Xfinity Internet
2: Hello and welcome to another Touchdown Frackers podcast and welcome to our third edition of the Touchdown Frackers interviews. Today I'm joined by Mustafa Cario. How you doing mate? What's man, you good? I'm very, well, yeah, I'm kind of good. <laughs> I'm alright, I'm as good as you can be during this period, isn't it? But um, yeah, how, how you doing man? You, you, you all good in, in Turkey, living it up?
0: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad man. It's been um, quite chill there to be honest. Um, there's not been too many
2: confirmed cases there. So, yeah, it's been around. It's is, been- it, is that is that like confirmed cases like China saying there's no confirmed cases? Or, <laughs> no, well,
0: to be fair, the missus went to the hospital the other day to have a checkup, and like, um, it's the best hospital in Adena. And uh, we went there, and he said he ain't heard or seen of any cases like that. Really? He can, like, say, like
2: he can confirm himself that. Mm so so uh, let's start with adana then because obviously you're you're playing in turkey at the moment and um do you do you consider yourself like a like a british you know when they say like british footballers going abroad do you consider yourself like still like a british footballer going abroad because you're quite experienced going abroad aren't you yeah well this is my second year abroad you went to cyprus before right yeah yeah cyprus last season yeah. So like a Adana itself, that's it's, it's it's like if I'm not mistaken, it's quite a small place in Turkey, right? It's like out in the sticks somewhere kind of thing.
3: Yeah, it's,
0: um basically close to the north of Cyprus. Yeah. So, uh, right on the border. Right on the border of um is it Iran? Iran I think,
2: yeah. Yeah, one of them countries. <laughs> yeah. At any minute. yeah. So um <clears throat> how's things been going for you out in Turkey? Like what what's the um what 's the main difference playing in Turkey as to compared to playing in, um, in England where you spent like most of your mm. your career? totally different everything like everything's different
0: in terms of the way football's
2: perceived here they're very passionate.. Mm. <laughs> I think we've all seen those Turkish videos where the fans are going absolutely mental. They love football. But then around
0: the football club, it's it's a lot different. Like There's a lot of added unnecessary pressure, mm. I'd say. And then I feel like it's more looked at as a business rather than the actual football. Like everything's money. Everything's like... Even when you're about trying to sort out a move here. Yeah. Everything is money. Like, there's... Someone's got to have a cut here. Someone's got to have a cut here of whatever the the agent is getting. Like, yeah. nothing can come from me. But in terms of the deal to happen, like, everyone's kind of got to be happy
2: rather than you and the club being happy and boom, done. So, so when you first moved to Adana, was that kind of like... Was that a challenge for you to get over there then? Because... Um, Because I've heard similar stories about these countries where it's like, there's so many people included in the deal that Mm. if just one person, you know, asks for too much or makes makes like some kind of unreasonable request, the whole deal collapses. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I've had it for the last few years because the
0: first time I had Ofwa from Turkey was my first year at Nottingham. Mm. And um, they came to watch me a few times. At the time, it was Bursa Sport. Um, big team, big team in Turkey, man. Yeah. And from then, I knew it was mad because their sporting director came to watch. Mm. And the agents he come to watch with, I've never ever heard of them. Straight <laughs> away, yeah. They tried to make it seem as they called, they're the reason why he was there to watch me. Mm. Where well, I knew it was, it was messy. Like people are, some people are asking for x amount here, x amount there, mm-hmm. and they're saying, "Oh well, can you take it from your money to make the deal happen?" And I was just like, "No, I yeah, mean, course it. not." <laughs> Either the deal runs smoothly, or I stay. So um yeah, no, it's it's. But this summer when I moved, it weren't actually that bad. Last summer because I knew how they worked. Because I had it for the last four transfer windows. Okay. And um, I just said to the guy, literally, simple. I gave him the authority to, to speak to me. And I said to him, just call me when the deal's ready. Yeah. And literally, he... We're obviously talking, communicating, but not in depth about money and whatever we're going to have to agree on. And I just remember him just calling me randomly and just said, like, listen, this is what they're willing to give you. I sent back a counter offer, they sent back a counter offer, I sent back an offer, and it was done. And literally, I remember that two days later, I had to fly out here um, for the start of Mm. pre-season. This one was the smoothest one I've ever... But the others... Mess. Mess. At one point, I was meant to go against Chevrolet.
2: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Yeni Malatia spore. There, um, I was on the phone to the manager, the... The their the president, everyone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, from what I've seen in Turkish football, because I've got quite a, a background in Turkish football. Um, the the presidents they hold like the, a lot of power and respects in the club, don't they? It's like. everything. It's yeah, and the, and they rotate their managers like anything. Well, well, they have well, like three well, managers a season. I well, of not Manager this year, so. Sorry. I said, we're on our third manager this year. <laughs> there you go, exactly, Yes, And and you're like, and, I, I don't know, like in fourth place, no? Yeah, fourth, place. That's yeah. insane. That's insane.
0: But like, it's just, it's just emotional. Like, it's just like, you win everyone's Maradona, you lose and you've mm. never played for. before. Mm. And, um, yeah, the presidents are literally, yeah, they run They run the show, man. They, they, they,
2: but they're like fans themselves, innit?
0: Oh, yeah yeah they're literally like they walk in the training ground and everyone's like robots all of a sudden yeah 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 so
2: um how so obviously you guys are fourth um pushing for promotion so how is this like because i know the turkish season was like one of the last seasons to be um cancelled like they they were still going on yeah i think they may have been last i know there's a few leagues still going on but turkey were definitely one of the last to like, call it quits. Yeah. So, obviously, you guys are in fourth. You, you, you guys are in a good position to get promoted. So, what's your stance around it? Like, are you kind of like, you know, right, let's get this thing up and running again or are you, you know, happy to just let this thing play out as it is?
0: Um. Well, for me, I've always had the stance, even when I've started playing football, that there's more to life than football. Mm. So, if it's going to put people at risk, then it's not worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, what, if, what, happens if, what happens if you go and you're in a training camp or you go to an away game, you catch something, come and, God forbid, come and give it to your wife or your child or whatever and, and, and they were to die. Like, yes. winning the league or getting promoted is not worth that. Of course. And it's that's... In comparison, and isn't it? It's not putting one person at risk where you could say, like, in tennis or golf or whatever, like, you're putting a whole... You're talking 50, 60 people around yeah. at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, for me, like, if they say it's okay, then obviously there's nothing, obviously, I can say. But definitely, if it was down to me, I'd say, listen...
2: Have they, like... Because, obviously, like... um. In England, obviously you have the you have the PFA and stuff like that, who will I guess act on your in your best yeah. interests. I guess have they have they got similar in Turkey, where you know they're consulting with the players, like are you guys comfortable to come back and play? Are you you know has anything like that gone on, or are you kind of in the dark?
0: I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Obviously, we don't speak Turkish. Yeah, So sense of even the news and when we're on like weekend lockdowns. The first few, me and the missus just found out by looking outside and seeing that there was nobody outside. Mm. Like, you kind of... <laughs> yeah, it's um, kind of crazy. Kind of, like, sometimes she'll Google and like just try and get like, English translated um, news. Uh-huh. Other than that, you're literally just... Like, I was reading the other day when John Obi McHale just cancelled his contract. Mm. and That was the whole thing about it. He was like, listen, there's more to life.
2: Because they were still making them play games, like we've got people playing games, and we've got families to take care of.
3: Mm.
2: You know I mean, so I think a few days after John Obi did that, they cancelled the season, yeah, didn't they? Was, they knew it was it, it was it was like if a few few more players speak up about it,
0: it they're in trouble. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 A lot of us, a lot of um, the Europeans were obviously um, protected by FIFA so we've
2: got a bit more power than you know what i mean the um, what the turkish boys could say or, or do mm, yeah i remember i remember you saying that like um there's like an interesting kind of like like hit, in england obviously you would never say oh you know the british boys are you know quite often in teams the british lads are paid quite a lot there's like an what do they call it the the english premium the english kind of tax for players like but you're saying in in turkey there's like a there's a clear kind of bias towards the the European footballers
0: well I wouldn't say there's a clear bias, but you are paid more because I feel like you're coming to another country so it's I feel like they've they've got to pay the premium to get you over here mm. but I do feel like there's a bit of a divide in the sense of like the European boys are normally kind of like and then you have the Turkish boys there mm mm. mm. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, if it's because of a money, money thing or whatever, but yeah, it is. What? Well, from what I've seen, anyway, personally, I feel like there's a there's a bit of a divide. But obviously, when you do go on the pitch and you train, and then everybody's cool. But yeah, of who you're hanging around with or whatever you're normally here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, have you have you guys um have you guys started training again yet, or is that or is that again like that's still because I see you guys you you're, you personally you are doing your own little bits and pieces at home and then stuff. Yeah,
0: we but... literally started last week.
2: Okay, so, yeah. So, so how's sorry. that working then? Are you guys like doing social distancing, or yeah. how's yeah. that all? Just, yeah,
0: social distancing, just running and whatever. Okay, that must be strange. But obviously, nobody knows when the league's coming back, so mm. could be back in. July for all we know, so...
2: Yeah, I did see something the other day um, that the Turkish Football Federation, um, they were... Because I think the Champions League final or something, or the Europa League final is going to be in Turkey. this mm. and Or something like that. Um, I'm trying to find it now. But basically they said they, they'd be confident to host whatever final it was in July. Yeah. So I, I guess that would signal that... Uh, yeah, look, um, Turkey to resume football league on June twelfth. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but that's mad that you haven't even been kind of like told that. That's that's, yeah. like,
0: <laughs> that's. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's been confirmed. But if we if right. it we'll know. So.
2: Yeah, it's it's just got here. That we have taken the decision to resume the professional leagues on June twelfth, thirteenth, from fourteenth. Um. That's from, like, some Turkish Football Federation chief. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So, he said he hoped Turkey would host the Champions League final in August, which had originally been scheduled for May 30th. Yeah. So, I don't, know, I don't know how they're going to do that, because they're saying, obviously, no fans, so. Yeah. <sighs> May It's it sounds like all a bit of mess, but I, I know it's like, um, I know this has kind of, like, been sprung upon everyone. No, no, Who would be prepared for this? Like, no yeah. one. No, no one, one would be prepared no for it. But it just kind of shows that there's like severe deficiencies in the way maybe football is organized and just yeah. like. And how business. the businesses are run. 100%. Like, 100%. You're, you're talking like big, big clubs, like asking
0: people to take pay cuts and that. Yeah.
3: Like, well,
0: yeah. You should have run your books better.
2: Like, I, I don't feel like the players should have to lose. No. 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 Too, I think too many businesses, too many clubs, they're relying on that, like. You know, that like final quarter kind of thing, oh, they're putting too much money into it and ex- just just kind of expecting the yeah. cash to come at the end of the season and it's just
0: I feel like I feel like, I feel like it's 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 gonna be a blessing in disguise for every type of business, I reckon.
2: Yeah. Because
0: your business model has got to be like you've it's gotta be proper. Mm. Because you have to you have to start the way you're gonna scale your business, it has to have
2: a what if this yeah. happened
0: happens again
2: yeah 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 so, so like obviously tough questions because no one really knows what is going to happen after this but where where do you see like football going after this because you know a lot of clubs are going to struggle financially and you know um clubs probably not going to be able to sign players and all of these things so like where do you see football going like in the in the short term, like do you think it's gonna be difficult for players to get work and do you think there's gonna be clubs shutting down? Yeah, short term.
0: I think I think the government will try and help clubs as much as they can. And um I was speaking to this with few of my boys that play in the championship still. Yeah. Um and play in England. And I've we all come to an agreement that, like, you ain't gonna be able to get that salary that you could normally get in the championship. I don't think for at least the next couple of years, right? Okay, that's if interesting. Contract, if you're out of contract this summer, you have to actually accept that what you're used to being paid, you probably are not gonna get that. Mm.
3: You know
0: what I mean, so and I feel like everyone's gonna have to take it, hitting, and that's in every country, yeah, yeah, yeah. If the pound drops after this, then it's even going to be even less money. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then obviously in Europe you're obviously getting paid in euros, so it's literally going to affect everyone.
2: Yeah, man, I think I think you're right. Like, it's it's definitely going to have like a major short term effect. Like, I guess the people who are really blessed are the people who are well, I guess blessed if they're asking people to take pay cut, then maybe not, but. At least the people who are on a contract beyond the summer, at least they got kind of some kind of security there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, and
0: you, the ball's can kind of in your court because if they offer you a pay cut that obviously you're not willing to accept, then they've got to kind of come to an agreement to kind of mm. pay you and get you out of your contract. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of clubs are going to be forced to do that. So and that's going to be a lot. That's going to be extra cash loss. So no, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, going to be tough all around that, like for clubs, players, everyone, because obviously you've
2: got, players have got mortgages and whatever to pay and people to look after. So I think people forget that sometimes. You know when people are talking about footballers' wages, people, I think, always talk about that top, 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 top Premier League kind of, and people forget that, yeah, of course, like, you know, footballers earn a good amount of money, but you've you you still got bills to pay. Like, it's still... You know, no, it's still I, something you can't always, go months without getting paid. I've
0: always used that saying of "don't count people's pocket." You can't because mm. you don't actually know what they're paying for. Yeah, of course. They could be looking after a whole village. You don't know that.
3: Mm.
0: You know I mean, so you say now oh, they earn X amount, so they should be fine? No, you don't know.
2: Hundred mm. percent, man. You know Hundred percent. So? so, um, so yeah, so like obviously, you, you're no, you're no, um, like you're not scared to go abroad, um. So you've obviously had a spell in Cyprus as well, where you—I think—you were playing in like the Champions League and stuff, innit? Um, like the, the Champions League qualifiers and stuff. Europa. We played in Europa, yeah. Was it Europa? Sorry. Yeah, Europa, yeah. Yeah. What was that experience like? Because that was obviously your first spell away from England, and you know, I think um the team that you joined is it Ap- Apollon Limassol? Yeah, I can't pronounce it. Yeah. yeah, they're um they're quite a big team in Cyprus, hey, aren't
0: they? One of the top two biggest teams. Top two. Yeah three biggest teams, like, big, big club. Like, I loved it. Yeah, like I said to myself, anyway, after I'd played a few times in the championship, a um, few years in the championship, especially after I did my knee, like, I said to myself, like, I do not want to finish my career and just say I played in England the whole time. Mm,
2: okay, yeah. yeah, cool.
0: Knowing that I've met different people, I've experienced different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, when, when the opportunity came, like, obviously, the, the thing that Pushed me towards there was playing in the Europa Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, obviously, I went there. And we we managed to qualify for the Europa Cup, beat Basel in the last um, qualifiers, and then yeah, like, um, do we have? In, uh, we had Lazio, Marseille, and Frankfurt in our group, which was unreal. Yeah, um, unreal experience. And to be fair, we did we did really well. I think we we finished third. We finished third in the we were one point behind marseille no we were one point behind lazio
3: wow you guys so, did
0: well so we did we did really really well like um so it was it was really good but then obviously the next year i kind of from the the players that were leaving and that i kind of gambled on it and i thought you know what? i don't think we're going to qualify for the europa here okay
2: Still knew I had obviously a chance to come to Turkey, so I just. Mm-hmm. So, so what? Turkey has always been like a um a destination that you've um had always, your eyes on. Yeah, I've always wanted to play. What, was, what's it like, about Turkey?
0: Um, it was more the leagues. I feel like the leagues very well respected. It's a good mm. stand, very good standard anyway.
3: Mm.
0: And um, obviously, the fans are passionate. Mm. And I think in a foot in in a football. As a footballer, that's 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 what you want. You want to play. You want to play, obviously, at the highest standard as you can possible all the time. Um, play for our biggest for the biggest clubs available, and um, play for passionate fans. Obviously, you, you want to be paid well as at the same time. But at the same time, if you if you're getting paid and you're playing boring boring football, you're not <laughs> gonna enjoy yeah. it. You know? so. So, I could have like, played in a quiet league where you get a thousand people coming to watch you, or you can play in a mm. decent league where you you've got really good
2: support. So, do you um do you obviously like um do do you can, do you see yourself playing like in another country away from Turkey, or are you quite happy in Turkey and and mm-hmm. and like how things are going now, or do, you, or do or are there other countries that maybe you would aspire to go and play in and you Know because like, you're only like what are you 29? You're my age, right? Well, 31, 31. 31, sorry, so you still got a few years like to to go and you know explore the world and whatnot.
0: Um, no, to be fair, I do want to explore it a little bit more. Um, potentially Asia,
2: okay. Any particular part or China? Mm. Um,
0: I've had I've, I've spoken to a few people about the possibilities of that um
2: saudi spoken yeah about. I'm a, I'm, if there's I'm, anywhere in the world that money won't be affected by this it'll probably be Saudi.
0: <laughs> got no problems there but um, obviously because i'm muslim as well so that kind
2: of okay thing. cool mm-hmm.
0: and um yeah saudi dubai and qatar and the places yeah other than that mm, i don't think so would you was,
2: ever consider a return to england
0: Unless the deal was obviously really good then. Yeah.
2: Then I'd consider it. Would you ever um, consider a return to England? Because obviously you've played the bulk of your career in England. But part of me feels like you've kind of like, not outgrown it, but you're just sort of like, eh, if I come back to England, it would have to be something big. Mm. Like for me, if I was to come
0: back, it would either be for... to play for a certain manager. Okay, I think that's the only thing that would make me come back. Yeah, for a manager that I enjoy playing for. Other than that, I don't think. I don't think so.
2: Okay.
0: It's obviously, got, like you've, um forty five percent tax, don't consider. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey Boris, <laughs> Boris, out, Boris? <laughs> <laughs> you've um obviously in England. You you talk about managers. You've you've played for some big big club so if I if I list them off you, play, you played a substantial amount at Middlesbrough um, I think you said Aita Karanko was your manager at Middlesbrough right? Um, Tony Mowbray signed me Tony Mowbray yeah okay, okay. and you played obviously you mentioned you played for Forest um, who was the manager at the time at Forest? Uh,
0: Montagnier a French guy signed me and then um, Karanko you know
2: No, um, what's his name now? The QPR manager at the moment, yeah. Because you know what? I I don't even know who manages who at the moment, you know. I'm just I've I've, I'm so out of the loop with football at the moment. Uh, Mark Warburton, Mark Warburton, Mm. and then Franco. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so you are talking about some some top some some really good talented managers as well. Like, um, you also played for Leeds, you had a spot at Leeds as well. Steve Evans, um, Brighton. Um, what what's Steve Evans like? He looks like a rat right character. You know what, yeah? He <laughs> took me on loan when I was 18. There's so yeah. nothing
0: since I was young. Okay. And I just turned professional and he took me on loan for the season. And he nearly broke me. He nearly made me quit football. Really? Absolute cannon. But we just had this love hate relationship that mm. we just we just enjoyed working together. And then okay. obviously when he had the chance to sign me at Leeds, he took me straight away. So Yeah alone
2: i went i went alone to after i'd come back from my knee injury so like leeds is probably i mean leeds must be a mad place to play like if you're talking about the, the the fans in turkey and stuff like that leeds must be like that but on steroids and and they get packs um pack stadiums every week 40,000 or whatever it is every week unreal like what a stadium to play at yeah
0: you literally can feel it
2: rocket yeah,
0: yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, I to be fair though, I enjoyed playing them more as a Middlesbrough player. Okay, yeah, this rivalry,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. When we played
0: them, it was like 100 miles per hour, like everybody trying to kill each other. <laughs> the yeah. typical championship game. Yeah, it was unbelievable to play under, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and and we were both doing well at the time, so
1: it was good. Mm. Just in time for the holidays, fill your home and your season for less at HomeDepot.com. With up to 40% off a wide assortment of select bedding and bath linens. Update your bed or bath online, right from the comfort of your own cozy couch. Even get free delivery and flexible returns. How's that for holiday cheer? Up to 40% off. Holiday home decor improved from HomeDepot.com. How doers get more done. Online only. Free delivery on select items $45 or more. Visit HomeDepot.com for more information.
2: Yeah, so um, let's let's start from um where you let's start from the beginning actually, because obviously you you have like an unusual kind of route into pro football in terms of like you didn't actually come from a top academy, but you managed to find your way up at top clubs. Yeah. So like, I, I'm I'm reading here. Uh, I'm hoping Wikipedia ain't gonna let me down, in it. Yeah. So uh, it says that you started your youth career in at Swindon and Macclesfield. Yeah. Swindon, yeah? yeah. Swindon, okay. Is Macclesfield wrong? Well, Macclesfield trip me on there because I've never, I never signed for that. I trained there just because Paul Ince had taken me from Swindon with him. Okay, all right. So Wikipedia needs to sort that out. I've officially sign there. And then, and then you were at like MK Dons and yeah, you, you made your first team breakthrough at like Crawley Town, is it?
0: Well, yeah. I made my debut at MK Dons first in the League yeah. Cup, And then I went on
2: loan to Crawley yeah, for the rest of the season. So you were kind of like, so you started playing essentially like conference mm. and then you've had this like, well, and then you've had this kind of like steady progression, just going up, progressing through the leagues. So yeah. like that, obviously that's quite a, a, um a unique way up to get into the leagues. Cause most people obviously are coming from, you know, you start at a top team and you kind of not stay there, but you, you know, you stay in and around the, the top kind of clubs. So like, how how did you find, like, moving up the leagues? Did Do you see, like, a gradual increase in quality? Or or, or are all the teams quite, like, closely knit?
0: Um, no, you, there's, there's definitely a difference in quality. I feel like why I took the other route is I felt like I developed slower than other players. Okay. Like, even when I went, signed at Swindon, it was the weirdest thing. Like, my friend just calls me up and goes, oh, Bro, I'm going on trial trial at Swindon. I've spoken, mm. to and they're after another winger. And I told them, obviously, I know um, one of my good friends plays on the others on the left, and I play on the right. Took me along to the trial, and that's how I ended up getting signed.
2: Like,
0: okay. They signed me like after 45 minutes. Oh, decent. And, um, yeah, it was just weird at the time because Dennis Wise was the manager and Gus Poyet was his assistant. Uh, I
2: seem to remember that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. As assistant, so, and they, they kind of took a liking to me straight away and kind of pushed me in, which, which kind of got me. I, I feel like it kind of fast tracked me. Mm-hmm.
3: You know
0: what I mean? Because like I started traveling with the first team, and training with the first team consistently, mm-hmm. um, and that was my first year ever being around f- pro football like that. Obviously, I've been there in a few academies when I was younger.
3: Yeah.
0: Being around a pro game and then yeah, like the conference. Played my first year at Crawley in a conference and I didn't think I did that well.
3: Okay. I thought I'd done average. Like mm-hmm.
0: started off really well. It's always good easy to start off well. It's kind of keeping the consistency. That's the mm. hard. And um Yeah, and then um I ended up leaving MK that some the the following summer because um I knew I weren't going to play. Like the players I had in front of me were just too good at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and MK had probably one of the highest budgets in the whole of League Two at the time. They had just built a new stadium and
2: everything. Yeah. Um, Was this like around the time where they kind of they they were like a newly formed team around this point, weren't they? they? Won the league as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They got promoted.
2: So um, mm-hmm. I think when
0: the league finished second, they might finish second. I can't remember. Hmm. Yeah, they ended up going, and then obviously Paul Lintz ended up going Blackburn. Yeah, the minute he left, I just thought, you know, I've just got to go and play, kind of thing. Because if he had stayed, I would have stayed because he, he 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 was basically like my my father in football. So
2: really, so you got like quite a close relationship to Paul winston then? He was a legend, like really? literally looked after, looked after me like like crazy. So what's he like as a, a character? Because he gets a lot of stick in the media. I don't. F- you know, I, I guess when it's when you're doing like a twenty minute stint on ITV or wh- whatever it is, it's hard to know who someone really is. Like, and you're not no one's sitting down with Paul Wintz and talking and talking to him on an individual level. What's, what's he like as like a, as a like as a just a general person and, and as a manager? To me,
0: it's hard to because he's always been good to
2: me.
3: Yeah,
0: he'd stay out, work with me like personally. He got me. He was a person that got me kicking on my left foot and told me that I'd be better playing on the left than playing on the right. Because before I used to play on the right. Yeah. Um, and like, he's invited me to his house. Like, I've, like it's for me, he's, he's an absolute ledge. And um, the last time I've actually seen him is when I got him sacked from his job. He was the manager at Blackpool. And yeah. I, I was at Middlesbrough, and I scored two goals and got him the sack. After that, oh. I, remember, I remember scoring the two goals, and after the game, um, I'm speaking to him in the tunnel, and he's like, oh, "I'll I, I make you a professional footballer, and then you get me the sack." <laughs> I had a laugh about it, but yeah, no. For
2: me personally, I think he's a legend. That's interesting. I, like, I know a lot of people do have a negative opinion towards him, but um, he's like, he's a one of the best. English midfielders to, you know, come out of the game kind of thing, so. I feel like, because he was such a good player, he held high standards. Mm.
0: And I felt like, yeah, at the time, like all the players, we used to joke about it. And um, he'd train sometimes and he'd ping a ball with his left foot, ping a ball mm. with his right foot and tell the midfielders to do it like one touch. Mm. And we'd, everyone would look at each other and go,
3: mm.
0: League 2. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Champions League standard players, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he could handle that.
2: Mm.
0: Know what I mean, like he was so used to a certain standard of footballer.
2: Yeah.
0: Like that, he just couldn't wrap his head around why a midfielder can't do a Cruyff in the middle of the parking, mm. so
2: smash it out wide with his weak foot. Mm. Know what I mean. A lot of people say that, but like, I think, didn't, didn't, wasn't it like Glenn Hoddle had like the same kind of thing? They also say, they say the same thing about Thierry Henry. Like yeah. Thierry Henry just can't, you, you know, he, he's expecting players to do things that, you know, they, they're not capable of doing per se, or that, or that he is capable of doing. And, you know, and maybe those types aren't the greatest coaches. Um, but I don't know, it's, it's, there's no way of like... I feel like that's for some players though. Yeah. Because
0: some of the players would be like, okay, watch, I'm going to show you.
2: Mm. So because you think people, it's like a character kind of thing?
0: Yeah, I think it's a character thing. Because yeah. they're so used to elite character.
2: Like mm. zero Especially pressure. the Man United team that he,
0: that he played in. I mean, zero pressure. They're used to winning all the time. Mm. Like, so when you don't have that type of, the same character as them, it's, it's tough. It's just going to be like, just like Roy Keane.
3: Yeah,
0: like they,
2: and probably that's probably why yeah. they don't make the best managers. Yeah, yeah. D- does he ever have like um? So, so like, I think Roy Keane always has like this this thing of like, um, you know, he's he's always worried about players' commitment to the calls and stuff like that. Is, is Paul Wintz of the same kind of character, or no, or is, is he a no, bit more chilled? Not to me, not mm. to me. Like the only problem he ever had with me
0: is when I played my I played. Well, on my debut, played Sheffield United in the League Cup. And at the time, they're a champ club, and um, and he's told me, "Listen, just go out there, express yourself." Yeah. How many times you lose the ball? I want you to get it, run with it, and do what you do on the training pitch. Mm. I went there, literally froze. <laughs> <laughs> there were Twenty thousand people watching, and I froze. And I, and straight away, I felt like that is the difference between the elite, right, and everybody else below. Okay. I handle in the moment. And I went, And I remember him, the next day calling called me in and he literally broke the game down to me. He said, you played for 60 minutes. Didn't give away the ball once, but didn't do anything. Mm. He didn't say anything, but he said it in a, yeah. in a better way. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, we literally didn't do nothing. And I'd rather you lose the ball 100 times, take your full back
2: on three times, and get a ball, ball in a box, and express yourself, and show the fans mm. what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, so he was like, he wanted you to take more risks, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. I went on there thinking, just don't lose the ball. Don't lose the, the
3: ball. Mm.
0: But that's not my game. Like anybody that's watched me play, like that's not. You know yeah, I mean?
2: you're all about taking players on and stuff like that. Taking risks, I'll shoot from thirty yards, and, uh-huh. and
0: so, yeah, it was, it was, it, it definitely. Uh, I, that's one piece of advice that I never forgot
2: express yourself
0: 100% you have to mm. you don't know you don't know how many opportunities you're going to get yeah but like, you actually just got to go
2: and like, no 100% man 100%. Work out, and
0: at least then you kind of know that you know what I get it well
2: yeah we we were speaking to I don't know um, I don't know if you know him we were speaking to Freddie Ladapo. Um, yeah, yeah yeah a few weeks ago and he was talking about when he made his debut for Palace, Roy Hodgson put him on at Old Trafford. I think Palace were like 4 0 down. Mm. And um, uh, I think there was a chance like right near the end, like last minute maybe. And Andros Townsend had the opportunity to play him in, play him in for a one on one with De Gea. And Andros Townsend fluffed the through ball. And we were talking about like how things can change just right. one just... moment, one yeah. moment, you know? Need and he just. A... Yeah. 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 You need a lot of luck. You need a lot of luck, yeah, hundred percent. Like if he scores that then it's kind of like everything you get a changes. Yeah four year deal. Mm. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's harsh, not it, but that's the nature of the beast, right?
0: Yeah, that's it. I feel I feel like everyone's got their own journey though. Mm.
2: They've
0: got their own journey. I feel like what what whatever's meant to be yours will always be yours. As long
2: as you work hard enough for it. Yeah. Not really. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so you then, so obviously you spent you spent a few years at um, in League Two. So you were you played like quite a lot of Lincoln and Bristol Rovers, and then those were quite good seasons for you, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Well, Lincoln was a kind of a on and off because I kept having a hamstring issue. Okay. And um, yeah, the year after. Um, I stayed fit and played really
2: well, and then obviously that's when Middlesbrough bought me. Yeah, I was going to say. So, how? So how did that come about? Because obviously you're in League Two at the moment. I don't know how you got on with Bristol Rovers that that year, um, but let me just check you guys. Oh, so you guys, you were like mid-table. Yeah. So how did that move come about then? Because that's quite a, that's quite a big jump to go from. Because it's not just any club in the Championship. We're talking about Middlesbrough, who must have just come down from the Premier League just a few, maybe a year before, or was it? I think Middlesbrough must have been in the Premier League around that time. So uh, how, how did that move come about, and um, well, what was the jump like? No, you know what? I,
0: I was playing really well, like, unreal. Um, I had a great manager at the time, mm. um, Mark e, mm-hmm. And he just gave me this confidence of, like, literally, you're untouchable in this league. yeah. Like, I remember he used to call me and a joke about it and go, Where, what position do you want to play today? You can play wherever you want.
3: Mm.
0: Like Just having that, that's a major part in football anyway. Like having the manager that you know, if you score 100 goals in one game, or you score none for 20 games, he's still going to back you and play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, once, once you have that kind of relationship with a manager, like that's why some players just perform at certain clubs and go to another club and they can't.
3: Hmm.
0: Um, yeah, and no, he, he he just let me play, just literally just unleashed me and just told me to just do what I wanted, and I started playing well, scoring goals, um, a lot of assists, and then um, obviously I remember I was me and him had a big falling out though in January because I was going to go I was going to go Barnsley, so okay. Barnsley assigned me. Yeah two days ago in the transfer window, I'm calling his phone, trying to force the steal through. Mm-hmm. And I remember, because obviously I'm just thinking, shit, I've got a chance to play in the championship. Yeah, yeah. So the last day of the thing come, the um, transfer window, and Bristol Rovers had an offer for me, which they had said would, um, at the time, would um, they'd, they'd, they'd accept. So Barnsley made the offer. Bristol Rovers are longing it off, so my agent calls me and goes, listen, you've got to go and speak to the manager. I drive down to his hotel where he's staying. We're mm. arguing in the lobby. Everyone's watching us.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, listen, you're trying to ruin my career. And he's like, "Must listen, is there ever going to be a time in your career that you actually need to listen to someone? He mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. do not go to Barnsley. You are way too good to play for Barnsley. At the time, I'm thinking, you're mad. Like, I'm in League 2 and the 10 yeah. 2 in the Championship team. Mm-hmm. So, in the end, they say, no, I'm not going. So, obviously, I'm sulking for about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> not wanting to train. <laughs> just literally popping it off. But then, yeah. obviously, I um, ended up getting back into it, playing really well. After that, actually played the best football I've ever played. Like, at that level, anyway.
3: Mm.
0: Um, just because... I thought, you know what, a championship team want me, so I must be championship standard, like I'm better than everyone there. Mm-hmm. Gave me this unbelievable confidence. And I was just like, yeah, it was at, at one point it was too easy. I remember we played, we played um Northampton at that time, and A.D. Bufroyd was the under-21 manager.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And like he's trying to get his players to tackle me, and I'm literally just running past everyone and mm. uh, And after the game, he just said to me, Listen, I do not want to see you here next season. <laughs> Not let me see you in this season, you were way too good, and then, um, yeah, at the time I had Cardiff, Middlesbrough, and Leicester to pick
2: from. So it's good that you did like, um, you had like a strong finish to that season because it could have it could have gone the other way, I guess. It could have gone like
0: I could have ended up, up sacking it off,
2: yeah, and, and then I, no one then no one's interested,
0: nobody's interested.
2: Mm.
0: You know I mean, so but I, I ended up playing my best football yeah I literally like from the last month I knew I was going to move That's that must like, be a
2: good feeling though knowing that you've like got the manager, something
0: the manager knew like everyone knew like, yeah the point where the manager Tony Mowbray would come and watch a game and watch the first half I remember him watching the first half we played, dragging him away mm. the Game, and there was a Cardiff Cardiff were there and Leicester were there but I had told him that I wanted to go to Middlesbrough
3: mm-hmm. I
0: watched all the teams and I knew Middlesbrough played that type of football that would suit me. Yeah. And um yeah, Tony Mowbray ended up leaving at half time and was like, I've seen enough. Kind of like went down to Mark McGee and just like shook his head. Mm. Or something, or something, or something,
2: later. where where you where were you born? You were born in Gambia, right? But where did you where did you grow up? In Peckham. In London. Peckham. So you're a London. I'm wondering why you don't have like an affinity to like London like that. Because, like, I'm looking at the teams that you've you've been at, yeah, and... I played for a London club.
0: The only, only London club I played for was Charlton when I was in the academy at 14.
2: That, yeah, I just find that, like, quite interesting that, you know, you, you you seem to be willing to kind of, like, go here, there, and everywhere. Well, you know what? If the opportunities had come, yeah, I probably would have stayed in London. But at the time, right, okay,
0: okay. I remember when I was in school and I was playing for South London and London, and... and yeah. I'd never get a game, I'd be on the bench.
3: Mm.
0: And I, you'd have players that play for Charlton, Arsenal, whatever. Mm-hmm, and whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone in my age group in London had a, has had a better career than me. Okay. So that's why like, football's crazy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. But hot build great clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the metro. No mask, no metro. Need one, we have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the DC area moving. Find out more at womata.com slash doing our part.
0: Those boys were in academies until
2: 18, 19. Okay. But like you said, the opportunity like you said though, it's the opportunities, right? If you don't if you're not gonna take the opportunity that comes to you, then yeah. That's it. So, some players stay in academies for far too long, man. Way
0: too long. Way too long. I always say it. Anyone that asks me, and, like, um, I've had so many people call me and go, "I'll speak to my player for me or Like, agents and whatever, like, Mm. speak to You lot come from the same background. And I say to all of them, like, don't be scared. Like, the worst thing you can possibly do is play academy football and then think at the end of it, oh, because I'm at Arsenal or because I'm at this, I can just go to a... Sunderland or I can go to a yeah, yeah. or I can go to a
2: never know, works out
0: like that way I can just go down and then if it don't work out then I can go League One no you've mm-hmm. always got a think in football as a youngster everyone that's kind of below me they're not even below you because I always say you're signed to the club you don't play for the club
3: mm-hmm.
0: so to have that mentality of oh, I'm at Arsenal no you're not at Arsenal you're signed to Arsenal you don't play for Arsenal or you don't play for Chelsea or, you know what I mean so to have that in your head that oh, I'm just going to go down to the champ if, when my contract's over like you're crazy because everyone else in the champ has been exactly where you were mm. not me and yeah. a lot of a lot of teams would rather sign experience than prospect
2: yeah because like if you're in academy at Arsenal and you've stayed there until you're 19-20 or whatever oh, what, what experience have you got playing under 23 bull it's, there's no contest really is there Academy football is like it's, it's kind of a joke,
0: really. Mm. I mean, it's not the football you're going to play once you're once you're older.
2: On. Yeah. No, hundred um, percent. So obviously, just just before you get to Middlesbrough, you said obviously you were you were like playing sick at Bristol Rovers. Was there ever and you, and you said you knew about this move beforehand, right? So was there ever like a feeling where you were like, oh shit, I can't get injured or, or like did you ever like hold back a little bit because you were thinking I don't want to ruin this opportunity
3: oh
0: you know what let me and this is why I say it's good to have a, and having a manager that believes in you
3: mm.
0: have that type of relationship is so important so I remember we played Aston Villa in the FA Cup in the end of Jan I can't remember what it was I think it might have been end of Jan and I ended up pulling my groin mm. I ended up pulling my groin here we go. Like, I could have just moved. Like, yeah, yeah. I get you. Mm. So, I remember the last month, I know this. I'm about to move. And, at the same time, I still really want to play really well. Mm-hmm. I'm playing really well because I remember my last two games for, my last two games for Bristol Rovers, we won 7-0 and 8-1. Oh, geez. And, uh, <laughs> I literally ran riot in both games. Yeah. But then I remember the last game of the season. And you know, footballers always think about that last game. Right? If you go and get injured, it ruins your summer. And I remember Mowbray was there, but I saw so I couldn't sack it off. So for 45 minutes, I remember giving it all my all, Tony Mowbray leaving, and Mark McGee just like kind of called me over and went, Listen, Tony Mowbray's gone, so just chill out, don't get injured.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And after that, I literally just got it past it, did not move for 45 minutes. So like when when you've got someone like that, you know what I mean, behind you, then I feel I feel like it, it does improve your chances greatly.
2: Yeah. So like, um, obviously, you had quite a successful start to um, playing at Middlesbrough, right? Like your your record at Middlesbrough, you got your highest ever goal scoring season at, at Middlesbrough yeah. in your second season, right? And that's... Was that was that under Mowbray as well, or was that? Um... Um half Mowbray and half Karenko. Okay.
0: Yeah, and um, no, to be fair, it was a bit stop and start at the first. Mm-hmm. I remember I played my first game. Started the first game, we started off with a League Cup game and I ended up pulling my hamstring. Mm-hmm. Then I come back, played my second game, done the cartilage in my knee. Oh, jeez. cartilage? I've done the cartilage and carried on playing. Okay. I just thought I kind of like just jarred my knee and It's a bit swollen. Yeah. So I carried on playing. Um, I scored in that game, the first game. when the, the game that I did my knee. Scored in my league debut and was playing really well. And I remember we played, played a few league games and then there was another league cup game against Preston. Mm-hmm. I remember the manager telling, like, speaking to our four of us and just said, like, listen, you not played a lot of football, go back home, take three days off. And I remember just chilling the next day and the physio just rang me and just was like, oh, Maz, Um I've just um, finished a scan for you in London just to check your knee randomly. So obviously I've gone for the scan, just obviously just so we could be sure. And uh, the knee specialist in um, London, who does everyone's cruise, fixes everyone's cruise ships and that. Um, he just said, like, listen, you've done your cartilage and you're going to be out for nine months. And I'm like, oh. mm. <laughs> But then, obviously, he was saying nine months as he always extends the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. When he wants, he, he wants you out for. I ended up coming back in four and then scored on my first game back again. And then, yeah, finished the season off strongly and then started off the the second season really, really good.
2: What what was like, um, so like obviously being injured, I can't think of anything worse oh, as a footballer. Like it must be, you can't, especially when you're doing a knee injury because uh, what are you supposed well, to that, do? That one that one was a minor compared okay. to the second one, the second season. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think at the end of the season, I've done my cruciate ligament and then I was out for 13 months with that.
2: Jeez. Yeah. So you've, you've, and that one, you've and suffered that one, a lot, man.
0: Oh, well that second season, the worst thing it was about is I was on fire. Yeah. Score at the club. I think at the time I even had me and Albert. Me and Albert were neck and neck, top goal scoring assists. Like we yeah. Albert Adama, yeah? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're on flames, literally doing really well. I'm getting Prem offers for me. Right. And I remember this is where the carnage started happening with me and Karanka. Where, mm. And um, they'd offered me a new deal. Um, at the time, it was a really good deal, but I was playing that well. I was like, I've got an opportunity to go and play in the champ. Like I sat down and spoke with them, and I was like, I've got opportunity to go and play in the prem. Um, and the way it's going, um, like I, I, I'd like to. They'd spoken to a few prem clubs, and um, they just told them, like, listen, at the end of the season, we'll sit down with you and us, and we'll, 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 we'll decide what's best for um, all parties. Um, and then we got to a point where they, they were kind of pressuring me to sign a UD. I was like, no, and then that's where me and Karanka's relationship kind of went mm. south. Um, and I remember playing really well at the time, scoring goals in like most games. And um, we played Watford away. And I remember we he had started me on the bench because I had a tight hip, hip flex from the game before. Mm. Um, I ended up coming on we're losing one I ended up coming on and we ended up losing 2-1 in the last minute I remember Troy Deeney scored and um, we go in the change room he picks up the match programme circles off everyone's names that can have two days off and don't give me two days off give all the London boys two days off like we had mm. a few of us at the time it was Nathaniel Shalabar, um, Josh there was a few of us anyway and I hadn't been home for ages you've got to think Middlesbrough is so far yeah, yeah, yeah. What's
2: that, like a like, five-hour
0: drive or something? Yeah, minimum. Mm. Like, that's a decent run. That's yeah. not a good And And um, he didn't give me day off. And it's the first time and the only time in my career where i totally lost it. Mm. Because I felt like I was playing so well for you, giving you my all every single game. And the time I've got a chance to see my family,
2: like, you don't. What was his reasoning behind it? Was he just being a prick? Yeah. Right, Okay clean like just being a prick mm.
0: like he made me go all the way back up to Middlesbrough to have a warm down on a sunday and have monday off like i literally
2: went in jogged around the pitch, stretched yeah. <laughs> so what this was after your contract um negotiated so, so well, this I'm is obviously a, up. i'm still going on i'm still going on so what is this like as a consequence of that kind of thing is he yeah. trying to like show you something like, yeah, like i'm the boss right I mean? And um, after
0: that, I literally ran out the change room after him. I literally lost it. Like, I can't even tell you what happened. Like, I literally lost it, switching Mm. my head. Ran after him. I remember I was in my boots, my kit, everything. And I just went, like, (laughs) I was just like, why wouldn't I have days off with everyone else?
3: Yeah.
0: Like, you're giving people days off that have hardly played any games. I've played every single game for you. Like, I lost it, and I Mm. literally lost it. I remember for two weeks I weren't allowed to train with the team because he said I had to, um, to apologise to him or I weren't allowed to play. And I said, if that's the case, I will not play the rest of the season.
3: Because
0: mm. like, I feel like you're taking a piss. Like, If I was playing rubbish or I weren't playing at the time, I fully get it. Like, yeah. I'll come in and train more and whatever. I was playing every single game, literally every game, except for that game where you started me on the bench and I still came on for the last 40 minutes of it. Mm. So, and then after that, it was just never, ever the same. Like, I ended up coming back. I remember I weren't allowed to train with the team for two weeks. And I I blame that for why I did my cruise ship, to be honest. Because I didn't literally do anything for two weeks. I remember coming back. I trained on a Thursday, Friday. Played on a Saturday. Played Blackburn. Played really well. Played on the Tuesday against Nottingham Forest. I scored. We won. Played on the Saturday hey, against... Your memory's sick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> played, played on a Saturday. Yeah. At Bournemouth. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Toughest game. Like, Bournemouth like were like, our hardest game. And mm. when O'Neill is boiling hot in Bournemouth. And I did my cruciate in the 89th minute of the game. And that was just down mm-hmm. to... I had a mm-hmm. trade for weeks. Come back and play three games in a week. And end up doing my Cruciot.
2: That's just so obviously that that that, cru- that cruciate injury kind of because um, you were you were you were on like a an upward trajectory kind of You said obviously prem teams were coming in for you, and then after that I was playing my best football then. At that point, did you play for Middlesbrough again after that? No. Nah. So that was last, your last game. Last game. I, I played a few preseason games after that, but official game, yeah, last game. And and obviously Karanka left, right? He went to Forest. And then he came Forest when I was at when Forest. When you was at Forest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. must have been. Um... Wow, the minute the,
0: the minute I heard the rumours of him coming
2: to Forest, I knew straight away. Mm. Knew. Straight away. How did the Forest move come back? Because obviously the injury proper screwed you over at Middlesbrough, which is like after that I was out for thirteen months. Yeah.
0: And I remember uh, coming back at the end of the season. I remember playing a reserve game the following year in March. What did like you do
2: for 13 months? months.
0: Uh, mate. Train three times a day. First yeah. session at 8 a.m. in the pool. Treatment. Train. Again, lunchtime, go home, nap, come back and train. Literally. Did you like. But, um... like were you were able months? to like go home and, and well, no to be fair the first four months I did my rehab in London. They let me stay okay. in London. because so, I literally couldn't do anything, couldn't drive, couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So my mum was literally helping me bath and whatever. And my friend, mm. my friend was driving me around, taking me to rehab every day. And mm. yeah. so for the first four months it was good. It was after that you got to Middlesbrough, it's cold winter. There's no one, no one there, I've got no family there.
3: Mm.
0: I mean, I'm single at the time. And it's just like, well. But, yeah, and then I ended up coming back. I remember playing a reserve game um, against Brighton. And then um, I ended up going on loan to Brighton for the last month of the season. Yeah. They had an emergency loan.
2: And Chris Hutton Chris signed me and took me. He's a ledge, by the way. Chris Hutton sounds sick. I, I've, been, I've been trying to get Chris Hutton on the pod, actually. I'd love to get him on the pod. Unbelievable. I remember the first day I walked in. So I. I what was good
0: for Middlesbrough? Um, I remember coming back from my injury, and they still gave me a new deal. Mm. So I signed a two-year deal, and I had clauses in there that obviously they wanted to see that if I could come
2: back up from my knee. So um, I they, wait, they had injury clauses. So what were those? What were those clauses in? Oh, I had to
0: start seven championship games. Yeah, seven championship games. And then I'd go back, I'd go to a normal, to my normal salary that I... I oh, wow. Okay. They actually do shit like that, yeah? They've reduced it. Yeah. They've reduced it. And then they gave me, obviously, what I deserved at the time.
3: Yeah, yeah. And,
0: which, I, I I've, obviously, if I didn't get injured, I would have been on a lot more. I'd probably been prem. But,
2: um I remember... Um, do you ever he, have any regrets? I guess you can't have a regret, but do you ever feel like... I know you said like you blame that k- Karanka essentially for the for the for the for the injury. Do you ever feel like? know oh, it's a bit of a shit question, but like, do you, do you ever feel like ah oh, fuck, or yeah. is it just like you? Because I feel like you're kind of like a a glasses half full kind um um yeah half full kind of guy. So you 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 like kind of like you feel like quite blessed in life and stuff. So well, you know what, I should have signed the deal right Looking back on it now because i feel like now
0: the way football is if you're going to be in the Premier, you're going to be in the Premier. Mm. they've got enough money to come and buy you don't matter what type of contract you've got in the champ mm. if they want you they're going to come get you mm-hmm. so i should have signed a deal which would have made me one of the highest paid players at middlesbrough
3: mm-hmm.
0: and carried on playing my football and if i carried on doing well to the end of the season which which i was then I would have, but then at the same time, I can look at it as maybe if I would signed the deal, I would have lost a little bit of hunger. Hmm.
2: So
0: it kind of it swings.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um,
0: yeah, if if, if if I could do it again, I'd sign the deal. Right. I can't really right. But um, obviously I ended up signing the deal and I remember Chris Hutton just on the first day, just coming. he heard about the clause that was in my contract. Mm-hmm. He was like, how many games you've got to start? Um, I told him, and he was just like, listen, you're going to start the next seven games.
1: Nice. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask. No masks. No Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at doing slash part
2: Nice. Managers like that are sick, man. Whenever oh. I hear stories like that, that, that makes me feel unbelievable. Guy. <clears throat> I hate managers who like treat... I know they're under pressure to stay within budgets and stuff like that. But just in general, I hate managers who treat the wage budget and transfer budget like it's coming out of their own pocket. Yeah, out of their pocket, yeah. Like, I think it's quite nice when, you know, managers do stuff for the players because you've was, been out for 13 months, the man. The physios looked
0: after me. I'd just come back from a knee injury. So, like, I would, I would, like, rest, like, get a good rest after games. Like, they won't force me to train too much and, no, it was, it was unreal. Like, Brighton's one of the best clubs I've played for. Like, their structure and everything at, down there, that training ground, everything unreal.
2: Yeah. So after Brighton, you um, <clears throat> you you went to Huddersfield, yeah. for a short stint, and then and then you went to Leeds the same season. Same season, yeah. I went to Huddersfield for half of it, and then Leeds for that. Was that just one. to get fitness, or was yeah. it well, just because?
0: I and obviously the boys were doing like they had a good good team at the time. Mm. I hadn't gotten over my knee injury.
2: Mm-hmm. Like it
0: took me. Half a season at Forest where I felt like I kind of got over my knee injury. So I played a whole year. I remember I was, at not a, I was at Huddersfield and Leeds and I remember every single game I played, all I did was look up at the clock and I couldn't wait for it to get 60 minutes. Mm. Because I was just like, 60 minutes would get there. I'd come off the pitch and go, oh, thank God, my knee's okay. Mm. And that's, what, that's how my... That was my mindset. I just... The fear of having to go through that rehab thing, yeah. over my knee again, like held me back so much. Shit, and I was still man. kind of doing—I was still kind of doing half well. But I could have done. I could have actually hit the form that I was at before I got injured. But mm-hmm. because I was scared, like in the terms of even taking on a player, I was so yeah. scared of taking on a player or kicking it by him and him giving me a nudge
3: mm-hmm.
0: and me landing wrong.
2: Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I wouldn't even do it
2: because uh, <clears throat> I guess it's in football. We're, we're talking about little percentages, right? So if you're not two three percent there, oh, it yeah. makes a big difference, does not it?
0: Mentally, mentally, it's the worst,
2: yeah. It's
0: just like you waking up in the morning or the Friday and training and you feel a little niggle that's you mm. like, the next, for the, the game tomorrow, like you're better off not even turning up, yeah. You know what I mean, like, you've yeah, just got I've got a story of it so when I came back I was at so when I was at Brighton I remember we played we played Bournemouth and balls come to me in the middle of the park I've turned run through everyone and and one-on-one with a goalkeeper gone to shoot with my left foot and remembered it was my left foot and chopped and I could have rolled it in a goal
2: so it was just like it was just like what like a like a natural like an instinct kind of just to and I remember just chopping and the
0: center back just coming in and clean really? and i remember coming off um the game finishing and um chris Hute and the uh, went to me you don't want to shoot on your left you? mm. i said i couldn't it was like my body just froze it just mm. wouldn't shoot. because at the time i was refusing to shoot on my left foot no joke mm-hmm. I thought if i shot on my left foot took a shot with my left foot that like my knee was just gonna fly off it's crazy
2: Man, so how did you how did you how did you get over that then? Because that's what? that sounds like that sounds the worst thing in the world for a footballer to be only operating on one leg.
0: <laughs> it was the worst. Like even even in the terms of like running quickly and changing direction off my left, I couldn't yeah. do it. I would kind of like slow down and run round, like
3: mm-hmm.
0: that's because like mentally it just wasn't there. It was like my brain was just telling me like this danger. Yeah, and then I just remember I think at Forest. I remember one time the ball just going over my head, and I've gone to control it on my right, and I've landed like on my left, and it's
2: like,
0: oh, actually all right. Mm-hmm. And straight away after that, it kind of just.
2: You just got your, your confidence back, kind yeah. of thing.
0: And I kind of just forgot about the knee.
2: Mm.
0: Like, I didn't get my confidence fully back because when you come back from a knee, anyone that will tell you with your cruciate, bo- you want your body to do exactly what it was doing before the mm-hmm.
3: knee.
0: You can't. You've kind of got a shape you've got to kind of change your game a little bit right okay it's hard it's hard to still be that explosive change direction because it's like mm-hmm. your bones are scared to do it mm-hmm. but Yeah. Like, that... now, now, now i'm I'd, I'd say i'm 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 fine that like, you still pick up niggly injuries because your, your body's totally it's changed
2: yeah and i guess you're getting older now
0: as well yeah. like my like in terms of like my knee like my knee's been locked so it don't hyper extend as much as my right so it's, okay. it's it's different. It's a yeah.
2: totally different. Are you, are you like, so when, when you talk about like the fear, like are you, is the fear more of like, is it the actual pain itself or is it the fear of being out for 13 months again? Yeah, It's the fear of
0: out, because when I did it, I flipped up in the air, landed yeah. out. So I didn't have any pain. Like I'd literally, if you're going to do your knee, you do it like me. I tore everything. Right. Like there was no nerves, no nothing. So literally no pain. Until the day Until the day, three
2: days after my operation is the first time that i felt anything. Really. really? So you must have felt like, oh, so what, did you, you knew something was wrong, but yeah, you didn't know the extent of it kind that. of thing.
0: I didn't think it was that serious.
2: Wow, that's scary, I man. Just remember,
0: I just remember just going to see the guy and um, he just went to me, listen, if you're going to do your knee, you do it like you. And he actually, the exact words he said is the full Monty. Right. He just said you did everything. Jeez, like my mco lco oh PCL at the back my postal lateral corner i ripped that off it was mad. Christ. and like Oof. that's why middle school was so careful with the deal they gave me because they had said like they weren't sure if i'd actually be able to play again sure yeah so sure what they, they said the the surgeon said and he, he does everyone's knees in england and a lot over the world and he just said like they said if you had done it a few years late um, before you would never play again 100% oh, what? You.
2: Right. so what uh, when you were at Bristol no when I was at Middlesbrough so, what, why, so what, why would you Why? wait so, so if you had done it before no no he was
0: just like if you had done it a few years because
2: obviously technology had changed oh okay okay from a technological perspective right no, okay then, never play again so I guess there's like yeah, it's the balance of that today. it's like obviously it's a shit thing but maybe yeah, you can f- count your man, lessons that it yeah. was yeah so obviously just to wrap things up on so you went to Nottingham Forest another huge huge team that must have been like a great experience playing there um, you said I can't remember who you said was your first manager at Forest um Philip sorry? Philip Montanier I've never heard of him I can't, yeah. I can't say I've heard of him but um, obviously, then you got Karanka back. So, what was that like when Karanka came back? Was it like, you know what, <laughs> when, he came back,
0: when he came back, you would have thought we were the best of friends, really. But I always knew that he was that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So I just played the game with him. Like, yeah. Right?
2: Okay. So a bit, um, a bit But I knew you. With him. Yeah. Okay. You knew but that. Like,
0: when First come, like all the boys were like, oh, Moz, you're lit. Like. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like he loves you. And I was just mm. like, you oh, know and I know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And like, he, he's, not, he's not that type of manager that gets along with players really well. Mm-hmm. He's like more of a, I want to show you guys on boss where, I feel like managers that want to be the players' friends, like, you, you know how you clock with these players. And
2: sure.
0: They get the best out of players all the time, I feel like. Do
2: you it's think like, that's because he, that. again, that's like another big character thing. He was at Real Madrid for like five, yeah. six years playing with some... Re- Ridiculous players like Zidane and all that. Do you think that's what it is? Because I'm looking at his career now. He hasn't managed since Forest. yeah So like, there must be
0: something. Same thing that how it ended in um, Middlesbrough and how it ended up in Forest. I feel like he just he's a he's a great manager. Like tactically, he knows what to do. You you win games. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's just his player. Like how he dealt with the players was hard. Kind of, um... like, players fell out with him, and you know what I mean. it's just he, he's a bit difficult in that sense, but as a manager in terms of getting results and he, he's he, he's really good
2: mm. Mm. I just want to um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Gambia as well because obviously you um, you started playing for um, for Gambia quite late right because I think you had opportunities to do it before yeah, but I, you wanted to since
0: I was 18 I got my first call up right um, you know I always turned it down because I just wanted to concentrate on my career in England I'd started off really low. Mm-hmm. and they were still calling me up at a conference mm-hmm. I'm like well I kind of need to build my career first rather than you're. I'm in a conference and in a conference you don't get international breaks or in League yeah. 2
2: mm-hmm.
0: so that means I'd be missing games to go and play internationally
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it didn't really make sense for me to do that
2: oh because in League 2 they don't have like the international breaks right yeah
0: so for me missing games I didn't think at the time and like my mum was just like listen like, just concentrate on you. sure
2: yeah.
0: Your, your football here like you're always going to have that opportunity to play for Gambia.
3: Mm-hmm. and
0: then it went till i did my knee and i thought you know what football can be over whenever like and that's when i went and played when i'd come back from my knee
2: oh well also
0: oh, it was after the after the 13 month so after i'd finished my loan at brighton yeah it was the first time i went for I accepted accepted the corner
2: Wow, what, what's um, what's what's playing like international football like? What's it like being um, what's what's the standard like at Gambia? I know we've had like a few conversations about it on a personal level, but um, obviously you guys are doing quite well in the Afcon. Is it the Afcon qualifiers? Is it? Oh yeah. What's the standard like, and what's what's um, what's the what's the international standard like?
0: Um, in terms of Gambia, we got a decent squad. Like everyone plays in good leagues. Most of the players will play in top leagues. In the- Has that
2: always been the case or is that like just a recent uh, things last, that... Over the last few years. What do you put that down to? Is that just like, is, is grassroots becoming better or are players choosing to play for Gambia say- more?
0: Mm, I wouldn't say grassroots. I don't really know too much. So I don't really want to try and comment on that too much. Mm. But in terms of the standard of players, I feel like everyone's kind of... Everyone was... Uh, Around the same age, and everyone kind of built at the same time, and we all kind of reached the level where, you know, what I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I feel like there's there's a lot of um, talent, but obviously in Africa the the, um, the opportunities are very limited. So I feel like a lot a lot more boys are getting opportunities. They're starting to see Gambians play, and a lot of agents and scouts and that are going there and picking up players.
3: Mm-hmm. Taking.
0: A lot of the time they go and play in the. Like um, in Sweden and Norway and Denmark, and, and then after they kind of filter out.
2: Yeah, you you guys are. um well, I'm just looking at the table now. I'm trying to find you guys. Very 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 very. Ah, what can I find you? The
0: sure top, top of the
3: table.
2: Are you top of the table. So you've got, like, you guys have never qualified for the, oh yeah, sorry, I just see it. Yeah, you guys have got Gabon, yeah. DR Congo and Angola in your in your group. So obviously that would be a huge I, thing for you guys, right?
0: Unbelievable if you qualify. Yeah. But at the same time, you know it's really going to be tough. Mm.
2: I mean. when, when's that scheduled for? Because it, oh, supposed- it was...
0: It was, it was um, we were meant to play a game in March, but obviously that's been written off. And I don't think there'll be international football until probably next year now, so...
2: Well, hopefully, it don't affect you guys' chances to yeah. to play. Because well, I think
0: if, if, I don't think it's going to affect us. Because if it, if it does, then surely we got to go. We we got qualified. We? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll do it as it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I kinda, I kinda hope it get off? <laughs> just finish. Just finish it as it is now.
2: Do you know what? Yeah, uh, you need you need to take me to Gambia with you because obviously my friends, you know, Sate, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, man, you need to you need to take me to Gambia I hold, really, man. I you
0: not, man. When you know you're not ready,
2: my house is there. We can go, man, and enjoy, them. I'm gonna hold you to it. Once that coronavirus thing is over, yeah, I'm cu- I'm coming Gambia because Gambia yeah. looks when super sick. We,
0: we need to go to summer. I'm there the minute them flights open.
2: Yeah, I don't R- care. I'm I'm kind of scared to fly anyway. I'm even worried about going like out in England. Like I'm yeah. just kind of a bit been, worried.
0: Like, how I've been, especially with a little one now.
2: Yeah, been, how been, how's it been? How's life like as a as a dad, obviously this is um, like um, away from football kind of thing. The best feeling ever, and it's kind of
0: changed my whole perception on life. Like,
3: mm.
0: like now I know what the most important thing for me this world is. Where I used to think football was, where it's not. Yeah. And um, yeah, just team no sleep in it. <laughs> is it that bad? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I, like I can't even play it down for anyone. Like it's actually no sleep. Like the last time I had eight hours straight sleep, three months ago.
2: Jeez.
0: Yeah. Like I'm literally, that, and that's why the coronavirus, like me and my missus say it all the time, like the, the coronavirus came at the right time. Because I've actually had time to be here all the time and help Just, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleeping, like I can look after him. Like an extended Rather, uh,
2: paternity I mean, leave kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Rather yeah. than needing to travel all the time and her having to do it on her own. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, you know, I'm in mean, big carnage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I I don't want to take up too much more of your time, in it. Like, we've already done like an hour and fifteen. So, and I told you forty five minutes. So I don't want to take the piss of it. But um, um, I just wanted to ask you a few like generic questions before we go. Yeah. So the first one I'll ask is the best player that you've ever played with. ability wears, um, Or like whatever, or, or maybe like something that, or, or, or even on the pitch kind of thing, like um, maybe you didn't think they were the greatest ability-wise. Actually, no, no. So you could do ability and then maybe like a performance against you or something.
0: Performance against...
2: Hazard. When did you play against Hazard?
0: In the, what was it? Quarterfinals of the was it quarterfinal or fifth round of the FA Cup at Middlesbrough.
3: Okay. I we're playing.
0: We're playing Chelsea. We're drawing. when nil nil. We're, uh, we're I doing this game. We're doing really well. Yeah, uh, they got a really strong team out. Uh-huh. Tyrese, Oscar, everyone's playing. Mm-hmm. That comes on and it's like God just stepped on the pitch. <laughs> he's that good, yeah. Oh my God, he's mm. so sharp
2: strong like madness yeah madness yeah his is he, he it doesn't seem to make sense for him as a player like he's so he's just got everything isn't it everything everything yeah just a strong sharp like change of direction is crazy like mm. yeah you get, once oh, he yeah. gives you that shoulder drop it's like what are <laughs> <laughs> he's gone madness. yeah crazy as well but yeah that Chelsea team must was yeah. was pretty good That's when they were really, really good as well. Yeah. So you would say Hazard was the, you said the best performance as well as best player as well? Yeah. Okay. So that's to play it against. What about playing um, with like a teammate, best teammate you've ever had? Best teammate I've ever had, George Friend left back at Middlesbrough.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Him were like Siamese twins. Like literally, he, he don't even need to call. He didn't even need to call. I knew exactly where he was. On the pitch, like he used to just pass me overlap. I'd literally just so that's like a a connection kind of thing. I always used to banter with him. Like if you, if he, if he knew how to finish, then (laughs) twenty five assists. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he's he's like
2: in terms of somebody that I've played with. Like yeah, does is that so in in terms of um, teammate? Is that does that go for ability as well? Which is he the best?
0: I played with a lot. Lee Tomlin. Unbelievable.
2: Was he at Br- Chelsea?
0: No, he was um Lee Tomlin, he's at um he's at Cardiff now. Okay. He, he was at Bournemouth and Middlesbrough and me.
3: Uh-huh.
0: But um British longer. Oh yeah. Sharp shooter in front of goal. I've never seen somebody so hungry for goals ever. Um you know what? Andre Bucard.
2: Brings in bill Oxford. Plays in a conference. He just left Barnet. Just left okay. what, so what? So, in terms of ability, why do you think he's not kind of... If you're he, saying he's, he's one of the best players... That... in the championship at um, Peterborough when he was okay. younger. Yeah, yeah. But in
0: terms of ability, like actual raw ability, I don't think I've ever played with a player as good as him. Wow. Like, That's
2: interesting. Like, when you come off here... Ask anybody about Andre Bucard in uh-huh. London, and most people know. Him. I'm just I'm just I've I've definitely heard of him before. He's a joke. Absolute joke. Yeah, just looking at him now, he's mainly played like non-league, right? Yeah, yeah. Non-league, yeah. Or like well, like conference yeah. league two, yeah, yeah. Yeah, raw ability-wise, him. Okay. Okay, cool, man. Well, all right, and then one last question, actually. Like, the best goal you've ever scored? Because I was watching some of your goals earlier, actually. Um, and, and, you, and, and you scored a few long-distance ones. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: either, either the one at Nottingham Forest. Or last year at Apollon, I think. What was that one? I don't, I don't think I've seen that one. It's one of on my debut as well. All long range, all
2: of them. That's your favourite type, yeah, long range. Well, I'd love to score 20 tappings.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> I can not get in a box that much. But, uh, yeah, um, obviously I've scored, I've scored quite a few. I think I've scored like five or six in my career.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool, man. All right, man, I appreciate you coming on. Like, it's been... Um, Enjoyed I it, think man. we've had a good chat. Yeah, yeah, we've had a good chat still. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely keeping you on your offer for Gambia. No, oh, definitely, man. It's there. It's there.
0: Anytime, man. Even, even if I ain't gang, you can just go with the missus and just chill off, man.
2: Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that, man. But yeah, it's been it's been great talking to you. And um, where can people find you on, on Twitter? Are you on uh, Twitter? I think uh, you're on Twitter, right? Or you're not yeah, really a Twitter yeah. person?
0: Maza underscore 19... And then Instagram as a carry on. Cool. All right, man. I
2: appreciate you coming on. Appreciate it, man. Speak to you.